You're watching Meet the Movie Press. Today we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters, Javier Bardem as Frankenstein, Pokemon Go movie, and the return of the Saw franchise. Welcome to Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, Simon. I was just looking. It wasn't porn. Yeah, right. It wasn't porn. Mm. Yeah, a little bit of porn. Neck crane. How are you this morning, big I'm, guy? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, a very busy week. Yeah, plenty to talk very about busy today. Week. Yeah. And fortunately, uh, you guys have us to talk about it with. I'm Jeff Snyder, host of Meet the Movie Press. You can follow me on Twitter at, at the In Snyder. Simon? Uh, my name is Simon Thompson. You can find me on various platforms with my work and at Twitter, uh, Showbiz Simon, and at Instagram, Showbiz Simon, and on Facebook, this is Simon Thompson. Various platforms. Does that include like Xtube? Uh, <laughs> mostly Xtube, uh, some. Porn tube and uh, some other ones as well. Wow. Uh, I think, by the way, yep. we could cash in this week. I think we're the only film journalists left in America because everyone else appears to be at Star, Star Wars. Wars. Star Wars in London! Star Wars in London! We're Bloody Jedi's! Yeah. Yeah, lovely. So I think everyone is there, it appears. Although yeah. next, next week. I still didn't get in- invited to anything today, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, talking of invites, um, I will be at Comic Con next week. It's my first one. Um, I've never been to Comic-Con before. Neither have I. Um, so I'm quite excited. Stroke scared. Um, I don't know what to expect exactly. Uh, but it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I hope that you have a great time. I will be back in Boston. So we will have no show uh, next week, which is Correct. why we have to make this one extra special. And how else to do that besides talking about films? The Ghostbusters. Yes. The movie's out. It's finally out. It is in theaters right now to be judged. Which I'm really glad about because then people can actually see it or not see it if you don't want to see it. And we can stop bitching about it. I teased uh, my my thoughts on the film Hmm. last week. Yeah. Uh, You have finally seen it. Uh, I've not only seen it, but I paid to see it last wow, night. okay. Well, we are going... You know, I heard, though, that, that a lot of people did not get invited to Ghostbusters. Uh, there was some griping online well, on, on I, Facebook. Well, I, I didn't get invited, mm-hmm. but then I asked to be invited, mm-hmm. and I did get an invite mm-hmm. to a very crowded screening this week, so thank you to Sony for that. But I couldn't go because I'm going to see Star Trek Beyond that night instead. Wow, Because I interviewed big Carl Urban this week, so... Okay, so you had I, to do that I, movie for I work. had to give that priority, All but right. I... You did your duty to the show. Did my duty to the show. I went to the show and I did my duty for being a journalist that cannot be accused of being paid by a film company to review the film. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I, I mean, I look at what I enjoy out of a movie mm-hmm. and I listen to the audience, which is why I sometimes actually like to go and watch these movies, even if I've seen it for free with an audience. The audience last night, I went to see it at the Arclight in Hollywood and they loved it. They were absolutely lapping it up. Would you do a poll? They no, I you could just you hear it. them. There you were people it. genuinely laughing, men and women. Mm-hmm. So it's not just it's women. Only women will like it. It was genuinely a mixed crowd, probably 50-50 men and women, everything from quite young through to sort of, you know, 40-50. And it, they they were loving it. They were lapping it up. Now, do I think it's a perfect film? No, I don't. I think there are several flaws with it and several things that don't quite work. Is it a bad film? It is definitely not a bad film. I enjoyed it way more than I was expecting to. I went in, into it with some reservations. But I had a great time. I really enjoyed it. You very soon forget that this is not the 1980s Ghostbusters. You get over that within about 10 minutes. It just uh-huh. feels... No, it does. Once they've established the this is a Ghostbusters movie, it starts to find itself, and it pulls its own jokes, and it develops its own characters. And Do I think the chemistry between the leads is, is spot on? Sometimes I think that falls down. Do I think the script is as strong all the way through the movie? No, I think it starts off very strong, and I think it loses its way a little bit, and the third act is kind of not quite what it should be, but I certainly enjoyed the movie and i found it very funny and chris hemsworth i absolutely loved that's isn't that uh isn't that a problem though when you're leaving the ghostbusters movie and you're raving about chris hemsworth because no because i wasn't i wasn't really wasn't him to be particularly good what i went in there with my expectation was that this was going to be uh, melissa mccarthy vehicle out of all the ghostbusters she is actually she's one of the main characters in the ghostbusters but she actually doesn't take the four it's it's McKinnon and it's Leslie Jones that that take the four, and I really like that. So I thought that the movie was okay. Okay, I found it to be disappointing, and I think okay. uh, Peter. Sch- 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shredded slash film did a great job uh, sort of expressing how I felt about the movie, at least. Um, yep. You know, the, Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig are both very gifted physical comedians. Yep. I don't think, and they had great chemistry in Bridesmaids. I don't think that they had the same chemistry here. In fact, I found both their characters a little boring outside of a few moments. I mm-hmm. loved Kate McKinnon. Uh, I can see criticisms of how her her character seems like she's out of a completely different movie tone-wise. Yeah. Um, but I had a blast with Kate McKinnon. She, by far, was the standout to me. And Leslie Jones w- w- was all right. Uh, I still thought it was a shame that they stuck to that original Ghostbusters formula of like introducing the black character mm. a half an hour into the movie or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I get, you know, it, it's natural where she fits into the plot and when, but mm. I don't know. I would have liked maybe to have... I wanted to see more of these characters... And, and their home lives. Well, and, I don't know. And I agree with that 100%. But to turn that into a positive, it did make me at the end of the movie go, actually, I would really like to see where this goes. Is this the strong... I had this conversation with some of the guys here earlier. Um, is this a film that you go, that's the strongest film I want to see a sequel to? No, it is not. That is not this movie. Is it a film where I'm like, okay, I'm now intrigued. I would like to see what they... And they set it up for a sequel... And I think everybody knows there is a sequel written. It's about whether it gets greenlit or not. Right. So work is underway on that, you know, quite, quite far down the road. But it did make me think, actually, I have enough interest in these characters. I want to see where some of them go. And it was then I thought, actually, it's quite nice that they don't come entirely fully formed here because it does give you a chance to when you do a sequel, you can switch the dynamic a little bit. You can change. You can have some fun with that. You can go into backstories. I want to see more of Patty's family, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I I thought the characters, there's a lot more to them than I what do you think about the cameos? They're, this movie's just stuck with cameos. Yeah. Half of them don't work. Some of them are just lazy. You see, the cameos, I kind of... It's lovely to see the Ghostbusters in there. But I think it would have been... Uh, t- to me, I'm not a Hollywood screenwriter, but to me, I would have preferred it if they'd have done them either as the original Ghostbusters in some way, mm-hmm. um, or not had them in it at all. Because I had the idea for the second one where there was the original concept of the older Ghostbusters handing over to the new Ghostbusters. I think that would have worked. But now they've been introduced as other characters in cameos. You can't do that. That's off the table. And it wasn't terrible, but it just... When they came in, it reminded me of the first Ghostbusters. Right. More than in the way with the homages. And that's not a flattering comparison. And and, uh, I mean, I, I agree that they should have just been kept out. Um, this movie gets caught between paying homage to the first film and mm. hitting all these different. Uh, I think it was Matt Singer at Screen Crush who, who did a great job compiling all yep. the Easter eggs, the little nods to the original. I wish they'd kind of just gone gone in their own direction. Um, I found the villain in this to be very weak. Uh, that whole plot and even the casting. You know, if you're gonna go that route, get a Patton Oswalt. You see, I, I did not. I didn't. I just didn't care for Neil Casey. And then it all becomes a CGI garbage festival at the end just like every other sony movie essentially whether it's mm. Go- tentpole goosebumps pixels uh, amazing spider-man 2 and a lot of hollywood whether batman vs superman x-men now those two movies i got a lot of flack for this i was blocking batman vs superman fans because i dared i mean people were like what does ghostbusters have to do with those movies mm. i'm like well they're all tentpoles this summer so yeah. You know, they essentially get grouped together. Those are bad films, Batman vs. Superman and X-Men Apocalypse. I did not think that Ghostbusters was bad. I just didn't think it fulfilled its potential. No, but I think that it can count as a positive by the fact that it didn't fulfill its potential. It means that if they do do a sequel, it can add to that. And there are films that have done that in the past with sequels. Sometimes they don't. I'm, I'm looking forward to the sequel. Yeah. People were like, well, how can you be looking forward to a sequel that, to a movie that you didn't really enjoy? And it's like, I think that the elements are in place now and they've gotten uh, all the introduction stuff out of the yeah. way. It's like, it's the same problem almost that Fantastic Four had. Yeah. Uh, problems with tone. Uh, they spend so much time introducing the characters that there's not enough, mm. I don't know, meat on the bones. What did you think of all the CGI, though? It just... 
You see, at, at moments, I thought it was... I, I actually quite enjoyed it. You did two, um, 2D or 3D? I went to see 2D. Because I, I, I saw the price 3D of a 3D. very good, though. Well, so have I, but I saw the price of a 3D ticket last night, and no, I was like, sure. I don't really want to sell a liver. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but I do want to see it. So I will I will hopefully go and watch it in 3D at some point. Because I, I, it's, for me, it's something I want to rewatch. I think there are things that I didn't quite get, and I want to find some uh, more in it. I'd be, I'd be fine never seeing this movie again. No, I see, mean, I'm... Uh, you see, I'm at a point where I'm like, I'd like to to look for some additional bits in there. But no, I saw it in 2D. I thought the CGI was. Uh, uh, I, I like I like the CGI in the most part. There are some moments where it felt a little bit like I was watching one of the Scooby Doo movies. None of the ghosts were memorable. I None, felt like no, that is a criticism. But I think again, I think it leaves it open for this sequel that's sitting on a shelf at Sony. To, to to fill in on that. And, uh, but I think this is what we've discussed in previous weeks, where I think we're reaching a point with CGI, where it, and, and again with, with general effects, where sometimes they're now so polished they just look fake. And I just think it's, I mean, obviously they are fake because they're CGI, they're computer generated <laughs> right. images. But and ghosts don't do, exist. Do, do, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I just think they're now too polished. I think we just need to roughen it up, pull it back a bit and no. roughen it up. It did, uh, it did about three and a half last night. Yeah. Roughly, uh, which is, you know, decent. Yeah. But I still think that this movie's going to underperform. It's probably going to open 40 to 50 million. Yeah. Uh, I think. A Ghostbusters movie honestly should be opening around seventy, and there was talk of it re- opening around that seventy, eighty. But I, 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 I don't think this is this is not the terrible film that people were expecting. There are people who are still going to hate it because it's a remake oh, of Ghostbusters, and because they're people not going to be assholes. Yeah, yeah they're I, not going to change their opinions. This, this, the problems of this movie had nothing to do with the gender of the Ghostbusters no. or the four actresses chosen to play the Ghostbusters. The problem lies in the. Honestly, and I hate to say this because I love this guy, the uncreative script by Paul Feig uh, and Katie Dippold, of course. But, you know, this is Paul's show, Paul's baby. And Mm. to me, it's a clear disappointment. You see, I didn't have a massive problem with the script. I think the problem with the script for me came from the fact that I do like it when Paul lets rip. And I think being restricted all these by a slightly felt so lower in. certificate. Melissa McCarthy felt reined yeah. in, other than one scene where Kristen Wiig goes, gets to go nuts. Yeah. She's reined in. And someone brought it up, like, why wasn't she the one possessed? Because she's mm. like a, a, a mad woman. Uh, she would have yeah. been interesting to see possessed. I don't know. Just didn't love it. Um, it never soared. So, uh, and, and it's not getting released in China. That's a big deal for yeah. this movie. China yeah. has a thing about ghosts. Yeah. Culturally. So, uh, but that's a huge blow. Like, that's 20 or 30 million, maybe even more off and it the does, table. It does then make it an issue for piracy because the people in China want to see oh, the movie. Of course. There's no, an audience for it in China. This going to get ripped the hell off so, to no end. But, um, basically, do you do a sequel to this movie? Basically, like, a, a, well, screw the haters. We're moving forward with our franchise plans, anyways. Or is it like, shit, this movie could lose $100 million, we can't do a sequel to it? No, uh, I think do a sequel to the movie, because I think... Even if it loses money? A lot of money? I don't think it'll lose a lot of money. I think it'll it'll break even, or it'll do it'll do well. I don't think it'll do phenomenal. We're okay. not looking at a billion-dollar movie here. The budget is 144 after tax credits, yeah. 180 before the tax credits. Of course, that's what Sony is admitting to publicly. Sure, sure. You can never... Let me tell you this. If you're an aspiring journalist out there... You can never believe any budget that any studio gives you ever. If they're copying to a number, that's not the number. Trust me. Okay. Um, MK Songbird in the chat is asking, do I think or do we think that the PG-13 rating hurt the comedy of the film, which was what we were just talking about? Yeah. I think it does. I think Paul's held back a little bit. But I would, and as you agree, you would like to have seen them let rip. Well, that's a the thing. He's, he's caught between sort of essentially entertaining adults yeah. who are really almost the target audience, original Ghostbusters fans, people familiar with the franchise, and luring in a new generation and keeping it family friendly. Well, here's the thing with the new generation thing because at the end of the movie, after the credits, there is a post credit sequence. Yeah. Okay. And that makes uh, a reference to something that we've seen in the first Ghostbusters movie yeah. and something which I would like to see feature in the the sequel. Why? There were well, why but, tell the same story? It's like that's what I get. Why not just There be- were people, my point is, there were people who when it was mentioned did not know what it was. Of course so they didn't. Yeah. There is a massive audience of people who are coming to this as fresh people open to the franchise who I think will carry this through uh, to, you know, there, there will be enough people yeah. who want to go and see this and they won't be so attached to it as, as we are as people who grew up in the 80s. We'll see. I'll be very, uh, be very curious to see how well this movie performs this weekend and, uh, and going forward 
the rest of summer if it's going to have yeah. legs or if Suicide Squad is basically going to come in a couple of weeks and mm. just squash this movie. I, th- um, I think that's the, it's it's going to be hit by stuff like that, but I think there's going to be enough and positive born, word born of mouth. Too, oh man, this movie yeah. is a, has to make a lot of money in a very short amount of time. I what I'm, like. I mean, I, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I took my wife. Okay. She doesn't usually like this kind of movie. She hasn't seen Ghostbusters. She really enjoyed it. I didn't hate it either. Listen, you know, I, it's, out it's of ten, just, what would I, you give it as a out of ten? Like a six. It's not, it's not would, a, a good movie. It'd I be, would give it a six and a half, six and a half, maybe okay. seven, because I think it it is flawed. But I did. I had a great time watching it. It kept me what really entertained. Grade? The number of things are hard for for me. What what letter grade would you give? I'd it? give it a a, a B. Okay, B yeah, plus. I'm at like a I'm at like a C plus. So, well, I guess we're not that yeah. far off. But no, you're skewing on the positive side, and as always, I'm skewing on the negative. We have to move on from Ghostbusters because <laughs> cool. okay. you know probably most of our audience haven't hasn't even had a chance to see it. What they have had a chance to mm. do this week is catch a lot of fucking Pokemon. Yes. And Hollywood is now going apeshit for a Pokemon Go movie. Uh, I got a call yesterday, and my sources are telling me that the Legendary deal is done. Yeah. Uh, that Legendary has acquired the, the feature rights to Pokemon. What's the story? Have you been playing? I have been playing. Yeah, because everybody was talking about it, so I thought, well, I have to kind of have some hands-on experience. I think, first of all, I think this shit is so stupid. But I did uh, create an, an yeah. avatar and, and start playing. I find it really weird, though, where, where the Pokemon are turning up, because, like, my local synagogue has <laughs> yeah. Pokemon, and I'm like, okay, great. There's Pokemon everywhere. Yeah, there are some really inappropriate places that Pokemon have turned up. Right, you're like... Yeah, like I was I was casket. I was watching the Euro um, Cup final the um, uh, the other day uh, in, a, in a, a bar in Hollywood, and there was I was I just landed the game, so I was scanning the bar to see where I could find Pokemon. There was this couple like making out, and then sitting on this woman's lap was a Pokemon. Oh I'm my holding God. my phone to this couple making Taking out, and I'm like, shot. I, yeah, and I'm like, sorry, I'm not taking a picture of you making out. There's a Pokemon, and they're like, what creepy the? and oh, isn't this you? creepy and weird though? Oh yeah. Like, I, I found myself out on a street corner, like, taking photos, and, like, people are like, what are you taking a photo of? But you've also got people who oh, are... Oh, an imaginary creature. <laughs> well, you've also got people who don't get out very often, who are now leaving their homes. You know, they're I like, they're like fucking good, Mogwai. I ah, guess that's light, a good thing. Bright light, Yeah, and they're getting out there, and they're doing this stuff. I spoke to a, a Lyft driver the other day, like an Uber driver, uh-huh. um, and he was saying that he has got rides from people who are just ordering lifts to drive around right. to catch Pokemon. There are people advertising their services yeah. as... Like uh, on Craigslist, is like I am an, uh, a Pokemon driver. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's quite the craze. I don't know whether that will translate to success for a Pokemon movie. Well, I mean, I I wrote a piece on this for Forbes this week. Tell us what did your piece? What say? did I write? And I'll put it in the 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 the, the links after in YouTube the links. in the in the show notes. Put it in the show notes, everybody. Um, yeah, I I think it's inevitable that this is gonna. It's too big of a phenomenon. But my point is the fact that. I think they'll make a movie. I think they need to make the movie pretty sharpish. It needs to come out in the next 18 months. Because even though films like um, right. Angry Birds have been successful, you know, and there are other franchises like that as well, and, you know, a bigger games franchises, not just apps, that have taken a while to come out. And Angry Birds did well this year, but it's probably five years after the height of the popularity the, the, of that the, app. This is like nothing the app store has ever seen. No. So I think if they're going to make it, they need to do it and they need to do it quickly they don't want to leave it to gestate like warcraft and perhaps over polish this is this going to be for uh, the adults who are out there catching these pokemon or is it going to be a kids movie i think it's going to be something in the middle because this this is something very different to what we've seen with pokemon before you've always got the gaming community who are a variety of ages but this has captured people who don't do gaming it's like when the nintendo ds came out people who don't do gaming suddenly bought a nintendo ds and they were playing with their ds all the time it became you know pokemon go within a week has become part of pop culture speech it's a conversation starter. It's it's right it in there. It really is insane. You it's know, everywhere and, you look. And so I think this appeals to an audience that is just beyond the gaming crowd, just beyond the young crowd, into the older audience as well. And I'm, I mean, by older audience, I mean the post-25 audience. So I think, yeah, but it's whether those people stay interested in it long enough for when the film comes out. Or if it's longer than 18 months, that audience is going to go, okay, we're millennials, we're going to move on to something else. We move on very quickly. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I was, I, I guess I grew up in the age of Pokemon, but I never yeah. paid attention to any of the mythology. It all seems like uh, nonsense to me. But who would you have v- voice Pikachu? 
Is Dwayne Johnson available? Good answer. Like, I'm just wondering. I but, don't know if he's got much work at the moment. Speaking of Dwayne, I'm I, kidding. I was going to save this for, for, towards the end of the show, though, but I watched uh, the first five episodes of Ballers. Yeah. Season two. I saw Did your you watch the first season? No, I haven't, no. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a fun show. It's sort of like um, it's Entourage instead of Hollywood. It's the world of athletics. Mm. Uh, but, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it is the best thing that The Rock has actually ever done. Well, other people, I think, should do it. I think it's without should a doubt within with the voice voice Pikachu. Oh. We're going to see. <laughs> I think we within a couple of days we're going to see rumors about Josh Gad, and we're going to see rumors about Kevin Hart. Is Pikachu definitely male? I don't know. You know who has the best voice? Oh my god! Did they're you... gonna they're gonna reboot <laughs> Pikachu and make make it a woman. You know who has oh, a great voice? Nothing though. is sacred. Did you see Mike and Dave? Uh, no, I liked Mike and Dave. Um, the the w- their sister who's getting married, whose yeah. titular wedding it is. Mm. The actress who plays uh, her Sugar Lynn Beard, I believe, she has like this very high pitched, squeaky voice. I mm. think it would be perfect for uh, Pikachu. Um, what Rosario you could have a woman what, voicing what, a male character? Why not? Who was the Who Just was the voice. woman? Um, it's not Rosario Dawson. Uh, who was in the Everything in the nineties? Uh, she's Hispanic and she had a really whiny Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez. She's, Come on, could you imagine? Um, oh, what about what about Gilbert um, Godfrey? <laughs> oh my God! And Harvey Feierstein. Okay. Harvey Feierstein. <laughs> he gets to whip out the uh, Harvey impression They sound again. the same when they Thank come out you. of my mouth, but that, that'd be great. All right. Elsewhere, yeah. uh, let's move it along. Our boy, Justin Kroll, dropped yeah. a story this week about Javier Bardem. Yes. I was very excited about this Frankenstein. Yeah. Now, he wouldn't necessarily get his own movie, which is odd to me, mm. uh, but he would pop up in you know other classic monsters movies throughout the, the universe yep. there. Uh, in, including, I imagine, Bride of Frankenstein, for which they're trying to get Angelina Jolie. Mm-hmm. Javier Bardem, there, and there has been some confusion online. I think some people thought he was playing the Doctor. I'm still not 100% sure, but I, I believe he's playing the monster. Okay. Uh, he would physically fit I think that. he'd be fucking amazing, yeah. man. This is incredible, the way that you know Universal is building, you know, taking the building blocks for this universe. Yeah. And I like that it is all a little bit older more established actors it's true movie stars in that sense not necessarily uh, flashes in the pan javier bardem i felt like already played frankenstein in no country for old men yeah you know he was just sort of lumbering around with that terrible haircut like mm. i can totally see he'd be perfect I'd, you like it? Yeah, it, it was a perfect fit for me. I'd be amazed. I when it's funny sometimes people talk about casting for a role and then it's really difficult to actually see anybody else in that role and to me, it was just like, boom, fitted mm-hmm. it. But then I was the same way about Benicio Del Toro and, and The Wolfman, um, you know, which I think I I don't hate that movie. Yeah, no, you it's, know? Not, it's and not I a great movie, And I thought he fitted that no. really well. But, you know, if, they, if they're going to give it to Javier, give him his own movie. You know, why not? I mean, we're looking at... Look at the lineup of these of these universal monsters that we're seeing coming through. Uh, Tom Cruise is in a franchise. You've got um, a, a Russell Crowe. You know, you've got... Yeah, Johnny Depp. We'll Johnny, see that, we'll Johnny see that Depp. Sticks. You know, um, Javier Bardem. This is... And Jolie. Yeah, and Jolie. This is, this is a strong lineup. It's a strong lineup. And it's people I'll I would say. love to see together on screen. I'd love that. I mean, I, I think everyone had their doubts, probably, mm. about Universal rebooting the, mo- the classic monsters. And again, I did. W- w- I, I certainly Especially did. Especially after Dracula Untold. we have to wait to see... Oh, abs- that movie was... I love Luke, but that was not terrible. a good movie. Um, uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. No, I, th- I think we're... Uh, I'm very curious about the, the, the tone of these movies. Are they actually going to be scary? Or are they going to be four-quadrant blo- blockbusters? That kind of thing. Either way, I love how it's coming together. Donna Langley doing a great job. I think they'll be scary out. enough. I don't think they're going to be horror-horror. But let's be honest. If you look, look at the old... The original movies, a lot of those are chilling and suspenseful, but they're not terrifying. And they weren't terrifying when they came out. They were low, you know, they weren't exactly R-rated movies. Mm. Um, so I think it'll be done cleverly. I've got very high hopes for The Mummy, but, you know, I'm a Tom Cruise fan. Yeah, so. no, me too. I'm pumped for The Mummy. Yeah. Uh, Kroll last week dropped a, a story right after we ended our show. He had wanted to do it while we were Arr. on the air. Uh, Kiersey Clemens from yeah. Dope is the choice for the female lead in The Flash. Yeah. You like that? I like that a lot. 
Me too. I uh, I, I, I like that a lot. She's she's interesting. She's she's different. Um, I like the interracial thing with her yeah. and, and Ezra Miller. Assuming that it'll be you know there'll be a romance there. I think she's been tipped to play Iris West, right? Yeah, I, as far it? as I believe. But there's there's nothing about the cast and director of Dope that I don't like. I just thought that was such a well put together movie. By the way, where the why the fuck isn't Hollywood casting Shamik Moore? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. good point. I mean, I, I, you could take literally most people out of dope, you know, from from production and through to cast, and just they would just work well. They're, it's such an underestimated and unappreciated film. It's so good. Yeah, she was so good. She was good. Uh, I think it's amazing to look at as well. Yeah, she's a beautiful, beautiful. girl. I, I think that she'll uh, she'll fit into the Flash yeah. nicely. What else? Um, the Spirit Brothers are doing Saw Legacy. Mm. They got tapped for that job. Yeah. What do you think about Saw coming back? Are you a fan of that franchise? Do you rush <laughs> out every October to see these? Or uh, you don't, you don't I did. Yeah, I did. I can't lie. You've seen them all? Uh, I have seen them all. So I've got to catch I. them all. So have I. Yeah, I like them. And I revisit That's the terrible. films, even though I know what's happening. You, you revisit know. them? I revisit them. If they're, yeah, if they're on or I've got a couple of hours on Netflix, I'll watch just I, that is I like the Saw movie. I can't even... I love... Listen, Saw's a masterpiece yeah. to me. The original Saw is brilliant. Not every Everything I, I watch and has I guess to be a I've classic. seen Saw 2 twice. Yeah. Uh, how are you ever watching Saw 3 through 5 a I second just time? enjoy them. I just enjoy them. Even nuts. even the <laughs> shitty ones. I just enjoy them. But no, I'm I'm excited about the uh, about the franchise coming back. Me um, too actually. And the guys obviously as you mentioned attached to it. They did a film um called Predestination. Uh, I didn't see that one. That's one nobody with really Hawk saw it Sarah to Snook. be honest with you. Yeah. And yeah. it was it was really good. Because I've seen their other stuff, and I have not been a fan, like, at all. Predestination, I really, really liked. I really their wasn't that aware a look, of them. at least. Yeah. It doesn't matter who makes these fucking Saw movies, let's be serious. No. There's James Wan, who's a good director, and he made the first one. But he's then, not coming back. No, and then there's all the other crap. Yeah. Which... But it, the it thing is, who directs these fucking Saw movies. A lot of the Saw movies is the key components are the script and the direction and the visualization of it. And I think visually they got into a little bit of a rut. It all felt a little bit visually same. You were like, yes. you're just here to do a job. It's like sending someone to, you know, to Trader Joe's to get some milk. They come back with milk. You know exactly what uh, you're getting. There's, there's a few people I would have rather seen do this. Who, uh, who's, who's on that list? I, I mean, I'd, I'd have to go down it. But, like, young horror directors, essentially. Mm. Not necessarily these guys. Either way, it doesn't really matter, I don't think. Mm. I mean, I, they just need to reboot. It's about the storyline mm. and whether they can reboot that jigs, jigsaw mythology because they, they need somebody else. Some I can't remember their names, but the films they directed were recently it was on uh, Netflix. Hush. Dunce. Oh, Mike Flanagan. Yes, Mike Flanagan. Um, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not his biggest uh, You see, I, I liked Hush. I think that would be good. I liked Hush, too. And it also was the was best a thing he's done. film that came out a few years ago, Splinter, which was another great horror movie that a lot of people didn't see and that director i think could handle this particularly well because he managed to to ramp up the tension and fear in that i feel like if you gave me if you gave me five minutes to do some research i'd come up with uh, some better names than the spirit brothers but what's done is done yeah uh and i'm just glad that there will be a saw movie in theaters next october yeah Uh, i'm looking forward to that i've got to rewatch them all again now yeah no i don't um, but yeah, no, it'd be interesting to see see what happens. So, all right, so it's time for me to drop that little uh, scooplet that I yes. had sort of teased on Twitter. Yeah, I was I'm expecting some breaking news from one of the trades, but I haven't seen it yet. So let's break some news of our own. All right, the following is to be taken as rumor, pure conjecture, utter speculation, and to be taken with a giant grain of salt. But couple months ago, I feel like I went on AMC Movie Talk, mm-hmm. and I brought up uh, some casting rumors for Shane Black's Predator. Yes, you did. Uh, the word back then was that Ben Affleck was uh, Shane's top choice yes. to star, and that the backups were people like Christian Bale and Tom Hardy. Yeah. You know, real A-lister, pretty man's man kind of guy. So now I've got a new contender for the lead in Predator. Is it Dwayne Johnson? Is it Kevin Hart? Okay, spit it out. It is neither Dwayne Johnson or Kevin Hart. Oh, my God, they're making the Predator a woman. Although the idea of Dwayne Johnson doing Predator would be fucking amazing. I know, right? (laughs) No. So the actor that I've heard who, you know, maybe he's not Shane Black's top choice, Mm -hmm. uh, but the powerhouse agency, CAA, Creative Mm -hmm. Artist Agency, they are pushing the name James Franco to star in Predator. 
he is very high on a list. That's all. That's all I know at this point. Is that uh, a list of people they would like to do the role, or I'm people that like, are not suitable if, if, if for every, the role? If I'm saying like every agency, if they're yeah. putting, getting behind, you know, one guy, yeah, saying Shane, you got, you got to take a look at this guy. We got, we got to put our client in front of you. Yeah, CAA's, who's one of the top two agencies, yeah. is James Franco. Um, uh, now, now here's the other thing. So, so James Franco yeah. starred in uh, Planet of the Apes. He did yeah. for Fox. Yeah, he also stars in Fox's big Christmas comedy Why Him with yes. Brian Cranston. Correct, which I think Fox feels very confident about dropping mm-hmm. trailers uh, this week or last week. Yep, yep. You know, um, so Fox seems to like the James Franco audiences. Brand. Seem to like James Franco. They do. Um, it would be pretty interesting. I, I think Shane Black wants to do someone a little bit different. He, do you know what? He's not male. someone that I would immediately have thought of in connection with the project. But if you think about it, I actually do. I I'm intrigued by that idea. I don't. It depends on what the, the script and what the idea of the story is. Because if they're looking for someone who's going to come in as a balls to the wall, big buff action star. I don't know whether Franco would fit that well, but if they're looking to do something, dare I say, a bit more interesting and cerebral... But if, if Franco buffed up, I don't know. I mean, it's not like he's going to be playing another fucking scientist or whatever, like he did in Planet of the Apes. I'm, I'm Might sorry, be a buff just, scientist. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> they, like I'm a professor worth. of buffism. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I would definitely be interested in that, and I think he would bring something to it that is slightly more... As I say, cerebral than perhaps the previous Predator Anyways, movies. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. Again, I'm okay that, with that. that that's the rumor. That's the word on the street. We'll mm. see if CA ends up getting its way and convincing Shane Black to go in the James Franco direction. Mm. Um, moving on, uh, Matt Damon has said that he would play a superhero. He did. If and only if his friend Ben Affleck is directing it. This. And what do you know? Mm. Ben Affleck is directing a superhero movie. Say soon. what? Whoa. Yeah, this was in an interview Whoa. with the Irish Examiner this week, and it was picked up by a number of outlets, including the AV Club. Um, yeah, I, I would be up for that. I'm really surprised that nobody's hasn't already spoken I, to him about doing... I think he would make a great Robin. I promise you that the Matt Damon as Aquaman rumors were true at one point. Yeah, uh-huh. that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I, I would like to see him as Robin, op- opposite Ben Affleck's. I mean, it's a little bit like, you know, Kevin Smith quite, movie. But that would be but, quite the role reversal, because it was always like Damon and Affleck. But what's, and now Damon's going to come play Ben's sidekick? I don't know about but that. But what's to say that that then doesn't lead to a Robin movie? If I was Matt Damon, and here I think, you know, superhero, I yeah. think, can go two ways. Mm-hmm. Like, it's superhero... And there's, like, villain weaved into that. I think he, what he means is I would do a comic book movie if Ben was directing. Okay. You know, because it's like... Well, we, know, haven't, d- we haven't seen him ben, do a villain. Ben Affleck's directed Batman movie. There's not going to be, like, another big superhero in it, unless it is Robin. Matt Damon as the villain in a Ben Affleck-directed Batman movie. That would mm. be fucking awesome. And see these guys go head-to-head against each other, yeah. rather than always play buddy-buddy. That would be cool. That would be cool. We haven't seen Damon. Have we ever seen Damon do a a, a proper villain? Mm, not, I, I, to, not. Nothing's coming. Nothing to comes mind. to mind. I think he has though. Maybe yeah, nothing wants. certainly springs know. to mind initially. He but would I would love to see on one. I mean that. Yeah. Um, ah, uh, uh, Nightwing or Arkham Knight are two uh, recommendations from Kevin Santos. That's another thing where it was. Yeah, hmm, I don't know. Um, anyway, staying in the in the in the DC universe for mm-hmm. a little bit, Suicide Squad. Yeah, we're less than a month away. I'm yep. so fucking excited. Uh, I may I even I may even be employed by the time this movie comes Say out. Say what? Second in which scoop? case, I'd get to write about it. Lovely. Uh, but today or yesterday, we had reports that yep. Suicide Squad is tracking for a 125 million dollar opening. Yeah. Good for those guys. Hell Which of a marketing be, campaign. Would be biggest August opening ever because currently that's held by Which Guardians of the Galaxy. Mean it. Come on, that doesn't no, mean I know, it. but ninety-four point three um, is, is Guardians of the Galaxy, so which is the biggest one. Definitely going to blow, yeah. blow right past. Um, but if you look at other openers of the year, certainly in this genre of film, um, you're looking at uh, Captain America was one hundred and seventy-nine million. Uh, Deadpool in February was one hundred and thirty-two million. So the one hundred and twenty-five, hundred and thirty-five million is around. Would you do fucking research for this shit? I, I've done it. I. Do 
did a Google. That's Simon Thompson. I've got the numbers. I'm a British guy. I'm always a swatty. Um, but yeah, so it would be below Captain America, but around stroke above potentially Deadpool, um, which I think is is doable. And again, tracking is always, to me, on the low side, mm-hmm. because you're not tracking everyone who wants yeah. to go see this. So. But but also, I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely excited about Suicide so Squad. So um, but the advertising if for only me. So I can stop seeing 18 million images every day. Well, on a new site. I've, I've stopped. Um, I've stopped in, engaging with it. Sorry, for, go ahead. You, you were saying the posters that I've seen have yes. changed it from what I was wanting from the film, which is something darker. Yeah. And but it's starting to look a little bit like a 13 year old girl sticker yeah. book. Yep, it looks a little cartoony. And I, I, I agree. just kind of like let's hope they haven't lightened it up. Too much. I think that's just the different imp- approach, you know. I, yeah, I, don't, the, I like the design. Doesn't always reflect the movie. Um, no, but I. It just feels a little bit like I was, you know, looking at posters that are almost the cover of Tiger Beat rather than, you know, the ones that are, you know, traditional. But again, I suppose this is not a traditional take on the comic book characters or the comic book movies because we've just seen straight, very serious you know, visual representation and marketing for things like, you know, the Batman movies and, and that I've, kind of it's thing. It's like, yeah, you know, I've almost tuned out the marketing because I don't want anything else to be spoiled. I've seen enough from Suicide Squad. Yeah. Ticket bot. I'm I'm genuinely excited <laughs> to see it, though. So I, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm... All right. Uh, we got some other Warner Brothers stuff to talk about. We'll stick up in Burbank for a little while. Okay. Uh, Simon, you mentioned something about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child movie. Yeah, I don't was, care about this. Well, this is a rumor that was it. going around this week. Um, as you know, in the West End of London, there's this new play, um, uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed uh, Child, parts one and two. There's a rumor this week that Warner Brothers could be looking at turning that potentially into a movie. Obviously, they've got Fantastic Beasts coming out this year. Um, uh, and so, you know, they want to... I mean, it would make... There's nothing to say at the moment, really, that this is actually going to happen. But it would not surprise me because Harry Potter continues to be. We see the hype around the world that J.K. Rowling's, you know, completed everything from theme parks. The Harry Potter, like Wizarding World, opened at Universal um, Hollywood uh, a couple of months ago, and so Harry Potter, and that's packed out on a regular basis. You know, the Harry Potter brand is still very much alive. A lot of anticipation about the new book as well. So I think. It, if there was the chance to do it, Warner would be remiss not to do it because there is money. What they would need to look at is obviously there was the controversy over the recasting of the characters and what they look like in this. Would they then consider going back to the original casting or would they continue the casting style from the West End play? So having non-white characters. Would they carry that through? That, that would, would be, be quite interesting. interesting to see whether they do that. Um, I would thoroughly assume that we wouldn't see the return of the original um cast or you know certainly in the lead roles because i don't think they would age would have aged enough to make it realistic um so they'd have to recast that side of things i would imagine who would play the cursed child i'm gonna go kevin hart um, no, but I, I think they would have to do, you know, they would have to sort of look at, I, it would be great to see sort of Daniel Radcliffe and, and Emma and Rupert and everybody coming back and doing flashbacks. And if, they, if that's what they wanted to work in, you know, cause I think they would possibly need to have some representation of them in there somewhere, but I don't think they could bring that original cast back to do these movies. But I think if, if it's something that's on the table and available to Warner, I think to discount it as, a, as something they're going to do would be churlish. I think they'll be mad not to do it. Churlish. Churlish. That's a great word. Yeah. Uh, and, but Don't no, you disagree? To quote our pal... El and Ma- it's, it's doing uh, to, big box office theatre-wise in London. To quote my friend El Mayimbe, meh, pass. I do not give a shit about Harry Potter. Uh, I saw the last movie in the franchise... I saw how it ends. I don't care. I don't care about any spin-offs. Well, Evie, Evie Party 97 Fantastic Beasts. is saying, uh, that's going to be good, by the way. Um, another Harry Potter movie, why not? Uh, one of these franchises Warner Brothers proudly owns. And one of the franchises that Warner Brothers does very well with. They do make great Harry Potter movies. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if it's available, Warner would be mad not to do it. Mad. And I would welcome I'm it. Sure, I like the Harry Potter. I'm sure Warner Brothers will be doing it. Don't, I'm not the don't biggest. You worry. I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan, but I'd be interested in seeing Sticking that. Sticking up at uh, Warner Brothers New Line. Yes, we got our first look. We're not going to take calls today. Okay. Uh, we got our first look at Pennywise the Clown. We did in it. Yes, and I'll tell you, it looked great. Oh, 
I thought people were going to be quite angry about that this week because it's it is another film that people you know feel very hallowed ground yeah it's hallowed ground but i think uh it's going in the right direction visually i like it so far yeah it was a great uh first photo mm. i'm excited yeah i'm, I'm excited, excited for excited. this movie yeah uh, and staying with Stephen King, we also got our first look at The Dark Tower. We did. Which is a po- supposedly a sequel mm-hmm. to Stephen King's series. That was a kind of a big revelation mm. that we were, you know, it had been rumored but wasn't quite confirmed yet. Yeah. Uh, but that's why people like characters like Eddie, I guess, and, and a couple of others mm-hmm. are not in the film. Yeah. They're not in the story. Maybe we will meet them in subsequent editions if this one does well. I've dug all the photos that I've seen of... You know, Idris Elba in costume and Matthew McConaughey wearing a lot of black, Mm -hmm. I guess. It's a good color on him. Uh, (laughs) I didn't read The Dark Tower. I'm not... I didn't either. Yeah, I'm not uh, super into this project the way a lot of uh, our favorite sites are. Yeah. But I have faith in Nikolai Arcel, um, who who wrote, uh, you know, one of the Dragon Tattoo thing. You know, he did that Department Q trilogy that I was telling you you about recently. So, Yeah. Interesting. People seem excited. It's on the cover of the Comic-Con issue at uh, Entertainment Weekly. That's a big deal. It is. That's, yeah, that's yeah. prime fucking real estate. And what I'm just really looking forward to seeing is is a good, solid adaptation of uh, Stephen King work, because there hasn't been one for a while. That's not true. That is not true. What was the last one? Did you one? see 11 63 That was technically a Stephen King adaptation. It's, yes, it, yeah, it's strictly it's good. It is. Yeah, it is. I have not seen it. Dude, watch that on Hulu. It's really good. Okay. Uh, and that's James Franco. Well, I should watch that before I cancel my Hulu subscription That is our boy, James Franco. Yeah. A um, couple of other things okay. happening this week. We got about uh, 12 minutes left in our show. Cool. Did you see the La La Land trailer t- uh, this week? I haven't had a chance to watch it, but it is on my list what of things to do you, today. Th- it takes two minutes. I mean, I, mate, we're going to watch really it busy. together after this while okay. we hold hands. Uh, La La Land <laughs> looks beautiful. Yeah. I've, I've, I saw a lot of chatter about it this week. Um, I haven't had the chance. I, I like to sit down and watch a load of trailers on Fridays. Um, but I, I, I haven't seen that yet. But I, the, the chatter like was your, very positive. I saw you thing? raving about it. Yeah, I take, I take I wasn't, my Friday I, lunchtime. I, wasn't, time. I, I wasn't raving about it. It was a good trailer. It, it, it didn't... Um, I mean, there was no, like... There's barely any dialogue. It was mm. just like a, a, a kind of beautiful song that Ryan Gosling sings. Again, the movie looks gorgeous. It mm. sort of has the, a similar visual palette to uh, A Punch Drunk Love, which is a movie I didn't love. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I have a lot of faith in, in Damien Chazelle, and I think that the casting upgrade will work out from, uh, you know, originally this was going to be Miles Teller and mm. Emma Watson, and now it's Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. Um, and Gosling's obviously a singer in his own right. Yep. Miles Teller, I don't know if he has a voice or not, but... Anyways, La La Land looks looks terrific. You know, it didn't look that good. Did you watch? You didn't watch the Rules Don't Apply trailer yesterday. I didn't watch that this week. That's another one. Where it's like interest does not apply. Warren Warren Beatty's been working on this Howard Hughes movie for years. Yeah, it had like this. And that's the one that's got the new Han Solo in, right? That's right, Alden yeah. Ehrenreich, and a lot of people will be uh, checking out that movie probably just to see what he's all about. Didn't look good. A lot of names didn't look good though. Loving, I was mixed on. You, watch, okay. you didn't watch any of these trailers. Didn't watch Loving, any of them. I haven't watched any trailers this White week. Girl. Oh, man, that's too bad. All right. Um, anyways, I guess we can't really talk about trailers that much. The Go trailer came out last week. I saw that. Okay, what would you think of that? Yeah, good. Are you excited for it? I mean... Yeah, I am. I mean, it's, it's not a film that has been on my... I'm getting particularly excited about this list. But well, it's it certainly... should, because I thought it was terrific at Sundance. It is on my standouts list, if yeah. you ever read the Insider blog. Um, I just didn't like how they were selling it. You know, it is it is a movie about frat hazing. That is essentially what it's about. But it didn't focus on it, the protagonist, who is, has PTSD, essentially. Yeah. And that's what makes his whole pledging experience different. Uh, and it was kind of just selling, like, the, the Spring Breakers Mm. version of the movie which i think uh is unfair but by the way that movie also stars james franco ah. <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i there was a lot of talk around the film obviously at, you know at festivals um i'm uh, the, the the trailer you know it had me intrigued about the film but it, it didn't make me want to go that's actually going to the top of my must-see count lists um but i mean i'm i think the casting is interesting on that 
and it certainly looks like it could potentially, you know, bring something to the table. If ben, it ben, this kid Ben Schnitz is great. Nick Jonas is actually pretty good. Yeah, I, I, he's he's good. I mean, you know, you've seen G- Camp Rock. You wouldn't know the Jonas Brothers <laughs> were any good at acting. There's this kid Jake, Jake Picking who plays like the the pledge leader at the front. I don't yeah. know what the fuck you you call him. Pledge master. Sorry, he's uh, in Patriots Day. He's he's an, a nice up and coming star. Yeah, I thought he uh, had a good look to him. You see, now Patriots Day is a film that I'm yeah, pretty psyched about. Me too. I can't lie about that, and I love the I love the posters that have already you know gone oh, online. Oh, with the shoelaces yeah. and everything. Really, and the really flag. nice. Yeah, it's, I think it's... they're really stylistically on the money. And again, that's Lionsgate and CBS Films. Lionsgate has Tim Palin working on its marketing side. I yeah. think he's still there, and he he just has a brilliant eye for posters. Well, I think at the moment there are there. Are, I think the art of the poster tends to be quite lost these days, unfortunately. That and a lot of PR agencies they go, here's a poster for this film, here's a poster for that film, stick it online. And a lot of the posters are meh, you know. But there's a couple of posters around at the moment that I think are really effective. One of them is a film that I'm seeing tonight, Lights Out. You're seeing Lights Out tonight? Seeing Lights Out tonight. Oh, damn. I should cancel my dinner. Um, <laughs> do you want to come and see it with me? Thank you. Yeah. Okay. If you no, want no, to. No, no, no. I'm not, probably not going to cancel my dinner, but thank oh, you. Okay, so I, I appreciate food, that. food over a little bald fella. Nothing. That's okay. That's all right. I know where I am. I very much appreciate it. You're a good man. No, that's cool. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I mean, uh, that is a great poster. Again, that's it a poster. Is. I mean, and it's just a light switch. Yeah. And it's like, a but, strip but switch. it works. Yeah, it does. It it's doesn't creepy as take fuck. a lot to make a great poster. Every poster, but there's a lot of shit posters out there. Yeah, I think it's, I love it. It's great, but yeah, no, Patriots Day, a, a stunning poster. There, there, uh, and by the way, and um, before I get to, the, we're going to wrap up the show with some quick news sure. bits. Star Trek Beyond getting good advanced reviews. I, I know you're probably embargoed. Um, the the full in re- full reviews are embargoed. But you can until give your impression. 20th. Yeah, and I, I put a tweet out on this if you want to go through my timeline. I, I really enjoyed it. I don't. Where's where, where's a rank? <laughs> okay, I <laughs> shall repost it after the show. I'll in the it, links. Put it in the show notes. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it as a you know as a, as, a, as a film and as a Star Trek film. Better than Into Darkness. Yeah. Better than the original. Mm, on a par with the original. The original I thought was good, yeah. but I didn't care for the Eric Bana villain. It was very forgettable to me. Well, Does this have a good the antagonist? Can you say that much? Yes. Not Again, it's not a case where the villain... Uh, same with the first film. It's not where the villain is an overriding factor. Right. It's not like, say, a Bond movie. Right. But the villain is great. Good point. Um, so, But really, for me, the, the, the thing about... Star Trek Beyond, and this will not be a full review, but was the way that a lot of the characters have, have been developed. Um, so people like Bones, Kirk, Spock. T- Simon Pegg has written a great script, and he's taken that forward in a really nice way. It was interesting to see there were a lot of diehard Star Trek fans who were in there. Uh, Jim from IGM was it in there. It seemed like it was all um, diehard Star Trek Scott, Scott Mance was in there. Judge. But not everybody came out particularly happy, but the Star Trek fans were like, I'm really satisfied really, with that. It, was, it felt like a Star Trek movie to them. Yeah. Um, I, I really to, enjoyed it. Uh, again, I know you can't say too much. No. Anton Yelkin, though, good good like tribute. Uh, I know it won't yeah. be his last it's, movie, but... It, 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 is, is it dedicated it, to him? Is there a, a, a title card? The, the, at the end. It's, okay, yeah, that's it, a classy way it, to go, yeah. Paramount. And obviously there's there's um, a memoriam for, for Leonard Nimoy as well. There's a mention for Leonard course, at the, the end of the film, of too. Because, you know, two f- people from this film, for this franchise, have now passed in the last 18 months. Right, terrible. Um, but, yeah, it's it's... It, at the end, it's done really, really nicely. But Simon Pegg turned up to the screening this week to introduce it. He's very mm-hmm. proud of this. He should be very proud of this. Okay. He's done. He's done a really great job, and he's he's avoided the pratfall of being a fan of something and making it too fanboy. And did uh, did Gay Sulu have a big impact, or was it you no? Know, it was just it, that's again to me handled really nicely. Okay, cool. Um, so not a full review, but just some yeah. first thoughts on it. I won't. I won't um, push you any further. I, I will be posting a full review on Forbes, um, which again Forbes is embargoed until the the twentieth. Cool. Uh, I think it's seven o'clock in the morning where the embargo lifts. Um, but I will also be posting on Forbes this week my interview with Carl Urban that I did um, yesterday here in LA. I got to have a chat with him. Really interesting stuff about Star Trek and some other projects and stuff Ooh. as well. So that'll be worth checking out. There are a few little stories in there. All right. Uh, okay, we're going to just end the show with a quick, uh, some news bits. Sure. Colin Farrell, male lead in Sofia Coppola's Beguiled remake. Yeah. 
that's pretty cool. I like Colin Farrell, and I think and he's been making good choices. He's been lately. making some very strong choices recently. Not the biggest roles, but strong choices. I think that uh, this is a pretty intriguing role for him, and he's got three really good actresses that he's going to be working with. Uh, Chutel Ejiofor joining the cast of Mary Magdalene with yep. Rooney Mara and Joaquin Phoenix. Those are three kind of powerhouse actors. I don't know how interested I am in seeing them in a Mary Magdalene movie, but no, but can't argue with that level of talent. No, it's fantastic talent. Um, there's going to be an X Men TV show there from is. Matt Nix. Wrote a piece about this for Forbes this week. What, what do you What do you think? Uh, I think it's interesting. I mean, it doesn't seem that different to what we've seen previously with X Men. It's parents who find out that their kids uh, have got mutant yeah. powers, mm. uh, chased by the government, team up with a lot so of fa- mutants, etc. Et yeah, yeah. Um, I would be intrigued to see who they cast and which way they take it. Um, I think it's probably the best extension for for X Men right now. And we don't know which mutants, right? We don't know which mutants. Okay. No, uh, but I mean, I personally, I was more interested in the idea of Hellfire becoming a tv but show done. but that's it's that's been shelved yeah um but yeah so did you watch matt nix's show burn notice i've watched some i didn't get massively yeah. into it but i okay. i like i like him i like his work um i'd be interested to see what he does with this it's certainly a bigger ball pool to play in so okay. uh zendaya joining the pt barnum movie yeah uh, the greatest showman on earth with zach efron michelle williams and hugh jackman that's another kind of interesting project the circus is kind of the magic of the circus, I think, yeah. is hard to capture on film, but I really like the idea of Hugh Jackman playing uh, P.T. Barnum. Yeah. I mean, th- that's a really interesting story. And again, that's a cast that's coming together really, really nicely. Even rumored cast. Is... I, yeah, I don't I don't know what Zendaya is really like as an actress yet, but willing well, that, to give her a shot. That's something that's really interesting because she is being cast or certainly associated with a lot of projects right now, but we haven't really seen... What she can do. Spider-Man Heat. So, yeah, but we'll see. BuzzFeed uh, is doing a Brother Orange movie. This was a story that went viral, like, in 2012, Mm. 2013, around then. Uh, A guy who sort of lost, I think he lost his iPhone, and and someone in China wound up with it. And, you know, they started taking photos, and they wound up in his, like, iCloud. Mm -hmm. And then he went to China and met this guy and became, like, this Chinese celebrity. It's kind of a great story. Mm. I don't know... You know, the buzz, this would be BuzzFeed Motion Pictures' first film, uh, but it's intriguing that now we're seeing these media companies get into the business of movie making. Yeah, I think you know, as a studio, um, as a young studio, I mm-hmm. think they could certainly do some interesting things with it. Um, you know, obviously embracing the social media side of things, and, and you know, on the the technic- technology side of things, I think it's probably a good studio to take it on and do it and write audience to aim at. But, um, you know, we've yet to see anything really come particularly strong from any of these other online content yeah, makers. So, approach, you know, so like we'll YouTube see. Reds has not really worked no. particularly. So it'll be interesting to see whether that whether that hits and is a, is a success or whether it's something that's that's an achievement that's yeah, just that. it all depends. So, And finally, last but not least, uh, Teen Beach star Ross Lynch cast as Jeffrey Dahmer in My Friend Dahmer, yeah. based on a great graphic novel by Nerf Bacter. Mm-hmm. Hell of a name. Uh, highly recommend checking out that graphic novel if you haven't. And that's going to do it for our show today. Yeah, uh, Simon, where can the good folks find you? You can find me at Simon on Twitter, um, at Simon on Instagram, and this is Simon Thompson on Facebook, but also websites like Forbes, etc., etc. And I'm Jeff Snyder. You can follow me on Twitter at, at The Insider. We are off next week. I'm at Comic Con. Say hello if you that's see right, me. That's right, we're going to be back July 29th with uh, a special guest, Ethan Anderton what? from Slash Film. What? Until then... Rate, comment, subscribe to the Popcorn Talk Network, and have a good weekend, gang. Tell your friends. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.